0: Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Jennifer. I'm your co-host, Holly. Well, I'm happy to be back this week, but unfortunately, Melody's not able to be here with us this week, so we're kind of playing tag, I guess. Yeah, um, we're
1: all still getting along just great. It's just circumstances prevented Melody absolutely. from being here. <laughs> yeah. We don't want Hopefully. any conspiracies to pop up. <laughs>
0: Hopefully next time we'll all be here again, and I look forward to that. But today we're going to look back on how the gear went for us. But first, Holly, what have you been up to since we talked last?
1: Well, I'm still trying to get out of the crazy cat lady business. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I... We brought in a kitten that's a calico, and it matches the cat we rescued that had an injured tail, although they're not related at all. Um, They do both come from some neighbors who don't seem to understand that cats reproduce if you don't prevent that. So there are a lot of cats running around, and my county has recently enacted an ordinance which says that if they come and pick up a cat, they'll neuter or spay it and bring it back. It's called trap, neuter, and release which is okay. That. Yeah, it's new, which is kind of okay except that I have like six cats running around my mm-hmm. property mm-hmm. and I have been giving them some water and food because I had these other cats. And so yeah. now the cats are friendly, which will make it easier for me to catch them. So apparently I can catch them and take them to the shelter myself and okay. then the shelter will keep them spay and neuter them and find them homes. Oh, okay. But if I have animal control pick them up, they'll spay and neuter them and bring them back. So, back I'm to your to house, back to the location where they were, where picked they picked up. them yes. up. Okay. Which would be my address. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. yeah it's, it's because the animal shelters are being overrun by cats yeah. that are what they call community cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, community cats do provide a service. Like, if you ever go to the grocery store, you'll see cats. And wherever there's food, there's uh, vermin and cats catch yeah, them. Yeah, of so course. So they provide a service. But mm-hmm. it's a little out of control in my neighborhood, and I personally don't want six cats or seven cats roaming around my yeah. yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're nice cats. So um, I've already reached out to someone to see if they want to adopt a cat. So if I can get them home, I'll just get them home. But if I can't, I think some of them are going to have to go to the shelter because it's just getting out of hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so two cats indoors, that's our limit trying to get out of the crazy cattle yeah <laughs> yeah what, what about you jen what's been going on
0: oh lots of holiday stuff you know going to lights and we were just uh our homeschool group uh does a float in our little small town parade every year uh so we spent some time last week or the week before building that and we won first place it was very exciting so um, cool Yeah, we love it because the kids, we actually, you know, build it. We come up with an idea. The kids are all involved and they they work on it. And so it was, we were very excited to win this year. Um, And yeah, just a lot of finishing up our co-op and our other classes that we do. And I teach some other outside classes, like a dissection class and things like that. So we've been just ending everything this last two weeks. So it's been pretty busy.
1: I bet. And When do you um, resume? Like how much time do you get off before
0: you jump back in with both? Feet? We start back up, I think the third week of January. Oh, that's a nice. So break. We take a big break we, and we're our co-op. We've already talked about maybe making it a bigger break next year, because honestly, starting mid-November. People just start getting so busy. And we've noticed Mm -hmm. with a lot of the group things that we do, uh, we start losing people around mid-November because they have family obligations and things they have to do outside of, you know, their homeschooling stuff. And uh, we're thinking about taking a much longer break in the middle next year. That that sounds like
1: a wise choice. I know I've been struggling to keep up with – our regular activities and then holiday plans yeah. and things. And we had, um, we were really fortunate to have so much family come out to visit. My youngest daughter was with us for two weeks. And she left. And about six days later, her um, older sister and husband, they came. And they spent uh, five days with us. And now all the company is gone. And I'm like, wow, it's so nice to have people here. And it's also so nice to have a little bit of regular routine because we were yeah. – not getting mm-hmm. things done. Right. Um, or I'm staying up late to get them done. Yeah. Well, will they all be coming back again for
0: for Christmas? Or well, no. was that their holiday visit? That, yeah. yeah, that okay. was the
1: holiday visit. So my middle daughter and her husband, when they were here, she and her older sisters, I have three daughters, three sons. So my two older daughters took me to see the Nutcracker ballet, which was that's super so nice. And then we had a big um dinner and we all exchanged gifts while they were here. Oh, so that's great. Yeah, so they gave their gifts to everyone, and everyone gave their the gifts to them that they wanted to. And hmm. so now I just have my local family to celebrate Christmas yeah. with on Christmas Day.
0: Since we're talking about the end of the year and all the fun going on right now, let's talk about our whole year and how it's gone for both of us. How about you? What's your? How do you feel about your year overall? Is it, has it been a great, good year for you?
1: I think it has been. Each month brought a different challenge, it seems like. <laughs> yes. Um, but overall, I think that we've had a really good year. We've, we've filled it with lots of really great activities. My son, he's a very energetic person. Mm -hmm. And as an only child, like I have six kids, but he's the only one here now. My youngest daughter was 18 when my Liam came along. So, um, he's always been an only, and it's quite different raising an only child. And so I have to constantly find a lot of things for him to do. (laughs) Yes. So he's tried out some new sports this year. He's been going to a homeschool soccer. And our city, um, we're not in the city limits, but the city uh, started a basketball league. Mm -hmm. And so he went to two basketball clinics. He decided he liked it. So in in January, he'll be playing basketball for three months. That's great. It is great. And so we, we are constantly going out of the house so he can get you know, a good level of activities. He does parkour. He does a running series in the fall and the spring. And um, while he's doing those things, I'm getting some exercise for myself. Yeah. We have all those good things going on. And you also have to figure out how to fit everything else in. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure, you know, you know how
0: that is. What, what about you all? How was your overall year? I feel like, so I, we've had a really good year. Um, It's been very different for me because my house has been a lot, more quiet this year. I just have what I call my two bookends of kids. I have two adult sons that live at home um, and they're very quiet and they keep to themselves most of the time. And Mm -hmm. then my two youngest who are teenagers. And so all of my bunch of middle loud kids are all officially moved out on their own. And this is the first real full year that the house has been that way. So it's, that has been an adjustment for me in a lot of ways. And like, you know, I make too much food all the time. Oh, I still make too much yes. food. <laughs> I don't know um, if
1: you ever learned not to do that. What I just figure, what I do now is when I make all that food, I'm really happy for leftovers or stuff I can put in the freezer yes. and pull out
0: later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always hoping <laughs> like my ones that live near me, my adults that live near me, they pop in. And so I, I push food on them sometimes. <laughs> Um, but also my house is just uh, truly the noise level has dropped by probably two thirds. And that has been a strange adjustment for me. I am so used to there being just constant activity and people in and out. And so I miss that a little bit. Uh, and, and I to anyone else on the outside, my life is still incredibly busy. I still have, you know, there's a house full of teenagers here right now. Um, and there's always teenagers here and, and we're always doing things. But for me, it's slowed down so much that it's a, a big change. I'm starting to enjoy it, though. At first, I just was a little sad, you know. It's uh, hard but I'm to enjoying make those it now. transitions,
1: especially yeah. when you have a, a big family. There was a time when I had only my, what were then my two youngest kids mm-hmm. at the time I met you. Um, when yes. we met at the Academy and yeah. people would meet me and think I only had two kids. Right. And I got constantly had to be like, but no, I have these other kids. Um, <laughs> and it was very, very different. And then it's a big adjustment when you've had a certain level of hubbub and right. activity and then it, it slows down and you have to find your footing again. So do you feel like you're finding your footing again?
0: Yes, absolutely. And actually for me personally, probably about a year and a half ago, I knew that this was coming and that I would have a lot more free time. So I was trying to figure out like what I really wanted to do. And I knew my time would start filling up quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Free time, free time, never lasts long for me anyways. <laughs> but, right. But so over the last year, I've actually gotten, I mean, I started this podcast with, you know, joined you guys on the podcast in the last mm-hmm. year. So, and that's been very exciting for me. And I also took on a job at a, with a volunteer organization, a nonprofit that helps people who are unhoused in the Austin area. And I am their volunteer coordinator, which takes a lot of my time every week too. And I'm teaching some classes that I don't normally teach this year. So I'm doing a lot of things that are just for me, which is Mm -hmm. new and I haven't had the time for that. So I'm so busy but it's (laughs) it's a new type of busy and I really, I'm enjoying it now.
1: That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know some moms I've talked to in the past when they were realizing, Oh, my kids are going to graduate and I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, uh, It's really important. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's just really important as a homeschooling parent to constantly Mm -hmm. be developing yourself. I once wrote an article about how I thought it was important for a homeschool mom to have some kind of a job um, yeah. a business or something that they do, even from home, mm-hmm. just because you really need something that offers you the same validation and the same personal development that you provide for your kids.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm glad you found I that. I agree. How about you personally? Are you working more this year, less? How is that going for you? Um, It's interesting. So
1: sometimes I'm working less. I think it's I think it happens a lot more like when we're starting the school year or ending the school year and I feel like, (laughs) oh, you know, there's so much school stuff to do, but I need to work more because Mm -hmm. I'm the main income provider for my family. So then I find myself working later at night and I, I told my son, this has been my, my big struggle for the past several years and still this year is how to figure out how to get homeschooling done and my work done during the daylight hours Mm -hmm. So that I can have the evening after my son goes to bed for other pursuits. Right. And so I told him, you know, like, we really need to figure this out and you need to be able to do more when I need you to independently. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Independently or also just more cooperatively. Yeah. You know how kids are, they're bulky. Sometimes like you go, Hey, can you go put away the dishes? Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then you check a few minutes later, and you're like, Hey, I said to go put away the dishes. That's been a struggle for me, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to get better. Um, yeah. because I'm trying to help him be part of the solution, yeah, and making it, him aware, Hey, this is a problem, right? It's not just my problem. He said, Why do I have to do these different chores? And I said, Well, let me ask you a question why do you think I should have to do all exactly. those things? When Mm -hmm. so many other people created the problem and he's like, oh, so getting him thinking more about how, what he does affects other people and how he can be part of helping Mm -hmm. me. I'm like, you know, if, if I don't have to stay up late and work, or if I have more time in the evening, then we can do other things that are right. So that, and, and trying to make sure I get, I really like to work out more, (laughs) Which I'm sure our listeners are like, what a weirdo. (laughs) You want to, I love to exercise and I love to to challenge my body. And I I like to do yoga and stuff. So, like I said, I I do walk and stuff when he's uh, doing his things. Mm -hmm. When he's doing soccer, I run and walk on the path around the field where he is. Same thing when he's doing parkour. I'm always trying to find a way to, you know, keep my activity up. But there's some things personally I would just like to do. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out how to make all the facets of my
0: life fit together so I can do them. Same always. I feel like uh-huh. that's always a struggle, right? Like yeah. so I have this year. So I love hiking. It's kind of, it's just my thing. I love, love, love hiking. I love being outside and I just have not done much of it in the last year. And I don't know exactly why, like there, it's been schedule issues and things like that. Well, and actually part of it is that a lot of the, my older kids who would, hike with me aren't around so right. I you know and I don't enjoy hiking by myself so I have to find it's people not really a good idea go. anyway no, Yeah. I wish not. we lived
1: closer to each other because mm-hmm. I like that would to be get be do that stuff too but it never seems to work out like there's a local lady who was leading some hikes but mm. she would be leading them on days I couldn't go
0: yeah 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 I'm gonna work it's one of my my kind of goals for next year is to work on getting that back into nice um, but it's nice. I think this why it's great at the end of the year to kind of reflect on that because, you mm-hmm. know, the year for me, anyways, the year kind of gets going and it doesn't stop and you don't take time to reflect on that very often. And at the end of the year, you, you know, it's a good time to, and I'm not feeling bad about the things that I want to do more of, but it's a positive thing. It's a like, Hey, I really miss this. I want to do more of this next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no sense in, in beating yourself up over something right. that, you wanted to do or if if something didn't go well, I always say it's kind of like a punch list, you know, when you're you're like, well this is a problem. You just put it on your list so you can start to solve it. You know, like we had a problem uh for a while where my son's shoes were everywhere in the house. I'm like, (laughs) okay, I get you that you want to take off your shoes. Cool. I don't want to wear my shoes all the time either. Mm -hmm. But let's implement a plan. One pair of shoes can stay by the front door and all other shoes must be in your closet you know i'm like i'm not unreasonable i get it you want to have a pair of shoes to slip on when you want to run outside and pet a cat because you know that's what he likes to do um or if you want to run outside and shoot basketball with the guy next door cool but not all your shoes can be out here that's i'm tripping over your shoes not cool <laughs> so you know you have a problem and then it's just like okay well here's an opportunity um, right. Exactly. Yeah. They say that in the business world, let's, let's find mm-hmm. some opportunities. <laughs> so you can apply that to your family too. Right.
0: Yeah, so. I think so. And, and for anybody listening to that's just had a hard year. I mean, sometimes we just have hard years with, you know, family issues or health issues or just things don't seem to be going the way you want. It It is still an opportunity for next year. It's still, you know, you can still look forward to the things you'll be able to do. Yeah.
1: yeah, And I think sometimes some of our challenges are rooted in how we're trying to do things that we think people expect of us.
0: I agree. Yeah. Or they're
1: rooted in, you know, traditions that maybe don't serve us anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we just have to feel free to just look at what we really want. Because sometimes I think I might want to do some unschooling, but that's not for me. Mm -hmm. That's not really what I want. I really want to right. stick with what we're doing, Right. Um, but I'm trying to figure out a way to make what we're doing more unschool like, but still yeah. have that focus. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, you know, we're trying to do something because somebody else is like, well, so and so does it that way. Right. Well, you're not so and so, and what they're doing might not work for you, but you might be able to take some ideas from what they're doing and then mm-hmm. incorporate in what you're doing. But I, I've been sitting down and asking myself like. What do I really want? What will make this work better? Mm-hmm. And then making those changes.
0: Yeah. I And that kind of is exciting to me. I like that part of it. I like problem solving in general. I know, I, I guess some people I do don't too. enjoy that though. But so I guess it's harder maybe to, to focus on that if you're not, if you don't enjoy problem solving. But I, I do find it exciting to figure out ways to make things better or work better for you or for your children or for your homeschooling. And that ability to say, hey, this isn't working. I'm going to do something new. I love that. Yeah. I
1: actually, I, I don't mind problems at all. Yeah. Uh, because they give you an opportunity to think creatively. It's really fun when you find the solution that's working. Right. So what um what were some of the most fun things y'all did this year?
0: Oh, I was trying to think about that, and when I knew we were gonna talk about this, uh, well, first I also had a grandchild this year, so that I mean, was it's the, hard to the talk, yeah. exciting thing. Yes. As for like our homeschooling and stuff, we've been kind of low key with our homeschooling all year. We took fewer trips than we normally do. Uh, We stayed around home more. We did less classes. That's a weird thing to say that it was the most exciting thing, but I really kind of enjoyed that this year. I am missing all the trips and things and I want more Mm -hmm. of it next year, but I did enjoy that we took a step back and did less this year.
1: Sometimes doing less, actually gives you a lot more mm-hmm. than you would think. So, you know, there's that old thing like less is more, but it's really true because when we're on the go and we're, you know, we're running around doing all this stuff, it prevents us from having some of the more rich things we can have when we're yeah. just hanging out at home. And so I I try to keep a balance of that, you know, where in my son will be like, I'm gotten bored or I want to watch something. Like right now he's watching probably some junky YouTube Minecraft <laughs> videos or or funny cat videos or things that kids say. He's really amused by things little kids say that are like kids say the darnest things. Mm-hmm. But then when I tell him to turn off the, the TV, he's like a deer in the headlights, Like, I don't know what yep. to do with myself. Yeah. And when my middle daughter was here, she was unhappy with me because she said, well, he's a 21st century kid and he, that's what he likes. I'm like, it's so what you like junk food. It's not good to eat it all the time. I said, kids today aren't, any less capable than kids of a hundred years ago. No, and they it's still, just that- they
0: do love to still be outside and they love to be challenged and they love to build, and all of those things are still there that kids want to do yeah but if we let them
1: enter- entertain themselves all the time yes you know then they don't have the capacity even i noticed when i was at the ballet on sunday and when i went to a, we went to a concert had right, a very cultural weekend because we went to the starlight symphony um mm-hmm. christmas concert on saturday and then sunday we went to the ballet and i noticed that i was kind of like had a shorter attention span to think wow this is going on a long time and I realized, you know, I am a victim of technology oh, yeah. as well. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, there's a goal for us for the new year is mm-hmm. to find some things that are non-screen activities and work on building right. our,
0: our mental stamina, do more reading. Yeah. I know I need to definitely work on putting my phone away so that I'm not checking it or looking at it, you know. When I do that, and
1: my kids text me, and I don't answer, they then they're Isn't like, "I yes. you, and you didn't answer." <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm not answer her phone anymore. It's like, well, you know. Right. And when we have big families with us, so many adult children, <laughs> yeah. she gets a lot I of love, messages.
1: Yeah. I love keeping connected with my kids, but I'm, I'm like, I'm still just one small person, guys. I need, I need to have a little bit of, I need to have
0: a little bit of time not to have my phone. Yeah. It's a challenge for sure. So, what about schooling for you for this year? How's it gone?
1: You know, I think it's gone really well. Liam is older now, and he can read some of the stuff. He doesn't necessarily enjoy it, mm-hmm. but how
0: I've old is had, he ten? He's he 10? ten. He turned okay, ten right. in September.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's he's able to be more independent, but he doesn't necessarily want to be. That's that's one of the challenges when you have an only child.
0: Yeah, because I can they see that.
1: Really like hanging out, and and you know why wouldn't I enjoy that? But sometimes, and that's great. Mm-hmm. yeah. But sometimes if I'm in a crunch for something, I'll say to him, Hey, I need you to read these marked pages in this book and then come tell me about it. So I've been giving him some of the more enjoyable things to read. And mm-hmm. a couple of times he came to me, like he's reading something about the eye. He's like, Did you know that yeah, this, this, those and that? <laughs> I know. I was like, that's so cool. Or we'll listen to an audio book. Like I like LibriVox and uh, we'll I'll put on a LibriVox selection of something we're mm-hmm. supposed to be reading. And he'll be in my office and we'll listen while I'm working. Mm -hmm. So school's gone a lot better because he's no longer really trying to get out of it like he would do before. Uh Yeah, he's got he's gotten to that realization where uh, a couple of years I had to tell him, you know what, it's the law that you're educated. And if you (laughs) don't do your schoolwork, you know, they might come and speak to me about that you know you have to be educated it's not optional. right right <laughs> so now he's pretty much uh, and uh understanding about that and then he has friends who go to public school or charter schools and mm-hmm. he's he's has more his free time is a lot more and and it's earlier in the day than yes. this you know uh-huh. so he'll say uh can i get on messenger and and send a message to my friend. I'm like, Your friend is
0: they in school? school. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, when are they gonna be home? I said, Well, you know, this friend goes to after school. So I think they get home at six thirty. He said, What? <laughs> yeah. So and like there's a guy, a kid next door who's about his age and he's not home until the evening, you know, and and so I think yeah. he's realizing
0: got it pretty good yeah he's starting to appreciate yeah. it. I think that, you're right that is the age where they start recognizing that oh wow I get a lot of a lot of freedom with what we're doing with homeschooling
1: mm-hmm. so he's been he's been a lot more cooperative and he's he's interested in more stuff like sometimes right. some things we would be studying he didn't care much about it but
0: mm-hmm.
1: like this year I'm doing a combination of where I, I read these selections from these books and then I'll say well let's find a video about that And Mm -hmm. so he's really gotten into that, and I think it's overall it's gone a lot
0: better. Um, That's great.
1: Yeah, and I think next year it'll be even better because as he gets older, you know, he'll be able to handle more of his work
0: um, more independently. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So I'm only homeschooling my last two right now, and they are 14 and 15. So they've grown up completely unschooling. We and you know they do some classes and things like that, but that's all by choice. They choose to do them, but their whole lives they've been unschooled. And if you listen to the podcast we did with my adult children talking in it, um, they talk about how they wish they were more unschooled, like my youngest. Mm -hmm. So they've had it that way their whole time. So what's interesting is now with their high school years, I am not really doing anything with them and it's it's fascinating because they're they're teaching themselves uh, all the things they're not just sitting around doing nothing they're not you know not learning uh mm-hmm. but I, I'm I'm not teaching them and they are I'm like very hands off with these two and they're just doing it on their own and honestly I mean that it's not some magical thing that just happens it's because they've grown up that way their entire lives you know yeah so they have the tools. They know how to learn things they want to learn. And even things like, you know, math and stuff like they they go and do math. I don't tell them to do math. They just do it um, <laughs> um, because like one of them wants to graduate soon. He's turning 16. And one of the things we've told our kids is we'd like you to have basic math, you know, before you graduate, before we graduate you from high school, mm-hmm. because, you know, some jobs and if you're going to other schooling after this, you'll need it. But I don't tell them how to do the math or how to get the programs or, or any of that stuff. And they've just found programs that they like and they do them. So that's I find that so fascinating. refreshing. I really do. It was more difficult with my older kids because they didn't we did do more traditional schooling for so long before that, that they needed a lot more guidance from me when they were unschooling in the high school years. But these two just really, honestly, I feel like I do nothing. (laughs) So it's been fun to kind of watch that. And they do classes, um, Mm -hmm. but they're both doing really well. Uh, My 16-year-old Max is going to be graduating at the end of January. He's super excited about that. Um, And then my other one will have probably another year, maybe two. It'll be up to him. But this is also the first year for our co-op that we do that I'm not teaching the high school class. There's another parent that's teaching it. Wow. And they, they've they done really well with that. So, and they don't even, you know, that's a class that they don't have to do, but they, they do mm-hmm. it and they enjoy it. And, and they're doing it because like at the end of the year, we're going on a trip to Costa Rica. And if you want to go to Costa Rica, you do these classes, you know, so they have motivations for doing it and uh-huh. it keeps, keeps them interested. So it's been a really good year. Very, for me as a teacher, very easy.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> but, then um, mm-hmm. are you keeping a log of what they're doing so that... Uh what like when Max graduates, he'll need a transcript. Yes.
0: Yeah. So because I've done this with so many kids already, I mean they're they're my seventh and eighth child. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of, I already, we use transcript maker for all of them for our transcripts. And so I kind of already have a general outline of both of their transcripts, what they will be. And mm-hmm. I know where to plug things into those, but I do just keep kind of notes. I have notes actually in my phone of like, this is what they're learning this year. And mm-hmm. if when I notice them, if they decide to pick up some new topic that they're interested in and they learn about it, I just kind of add that in there so that I can go back later and kind of flesh that out and include it into a transcript. A great way for a homeschooling parent to avoid stress during the holidays is to use transcript Maker, the online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts from the comfort of your own home.
1: For parents, things are only getting busier. Between holiday plans and keeping up with schooling, every little thing that can save you time is
0: well worth it. Transcript Maker really is a time saver. It's easy to use. You can access your transcript anytime and anywhere, and it calculates your GPA for you. If you have any trouble, they have a helpline to solve, whatever your issue, quick as they can.
1: Transcript Maker is also a money saver. Happy Homeschooler podcast listeners can save 20% off the cost of their subscription with the exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps.
0: Transcript Maker is a time saver, it's a money saver, it's a worry saver.
1: It really is. So go to www.transcriptmaker.com today and get rid of that holiday stress.
0: Transcript Maker, simply better transcripts.
1: I think part of the reason I'm not into the unschooling thing is that I really enjoyed the things that we're learning with yes, the yes. site online recommendations. I'm like, I don't want to give that up.
0: <laughs> so that's funny because I don't want to, this is one of the things for me personally, as a transition, like I don't want to give up being a part of our homeschool community and teaching classes. And I love that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so this year, and my, my personal rule has for myself has been, I don't teach anything that isn't for my kids also, because I kind of learned early on that if I was teaching something that uh, I was only doing for other people, that there would get a point where like, if people didn't show up to class or they didn't do the stuff or whatever, then I would feel like, um, they don't value my time and things like that. So I, so I made it a rule that it had to be something that was relevant to my kids if Mm -hmm. I was going to be doing the work, you know, Mm -hmm. um, But this is the first year that's not happening. And I am actually teaching a dissection class to elementary kids and because I love teaching dissection. So I'm making sure that I'm going to continue to be involved in the homeschool community in ways that I enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. I'm still learning and doing all that stuff where I want to and where it's fun for me.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize when they start homeschooling that they're going to be the first student in their homeschool. Yes, and they're going to enjoy all that learning as much, or if not more so than their yes. kids. Yes, mm-hmm. um,
0: I, yeah, I still get that unschooling too, though, because my high school kids uh, all along they'll come to me and they tell, they teach me so many things, you know, because they have varied interests, things that I'm not interested in. So they mm-hmm. go and learn all these things about their own interests, and then of course they share all of that with me. So I am constantly learning. Things that I would have never learned on my own because it's not my interest area.
1: Yes, I learned how to do um, the kind of dancing that they do on uh, the dance teams when my oldest daughter was <laughs> on a dance team. Yes. Yep. She made me learn all the dances. Um, <laughs> I went to my middle son's Kung Fu classes and I really enjoyed watching martial uh-huh. arts. I just had to tell him, don't explain to me how lethal all those moves are and what they do to people <laughs> um yeah my youngest daughter she loves movies so we watched a lot of movies and talked mm-hmm. about the movies and character development i mean we learn so much from our kids if we just will yeah. let us yeah. do it and yeah. i liam gives me tips on how to play minecraft he wants me to play roblox i, bet. Like, I really don't know if i want <laughs> to expand into the <laughs> roblox world but we do i do have a, <laughs> <laughs> a vr headset and we we play um Beat Saber. And yeah. I'm always open to learning new things. And so I've been learning a little bit about soccer, watching mm-hmm. him play it. And yeah, it's super fun to always be learning.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask you if you tried any new a curriculum or anything this year and how it worked for you, if there was anything that you decided didn't work for you this year.
1: Well, you know, I haven't tried anything new because, um, first of all, we we do use some curriculum. Um, we use Math UC mm-hmm. for math, and we use Easy Grammar, and I use a penmanship um, a reason for writing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But really, anything else? We're we're just using books. We just right. read. We just read books. So yeah, I think last year I stacked up the books or at the. Maybe at the end of the school year, I stacked up the books, and at the beginning of the school year, I stacked up the books. We uh, in Ambleside, Ambleside online, people stack up the books. They call it the book stack. Mm-hmm. And I think I had, I don't know, like thirty some odd books. Mm-hmm. And we were just reading all kinds of books all the time. So um, there are new books that I hadn't been exposed to. Like we're reading one right now from Richard Halliburton called mm-hmm. uh, "The Book of Marvels," I and love it was written-
0: that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's fascinating it was written in the 30s so mm-hmm. um sometimes we'll read it, like we just read about the Panama Canal and he said he mm-hmm. he swam the Panama Canal and I was like yeah. that's amazing I didn't
0: it even was know such him. a great book
1: <laughs> yeah and then we'll we'll watch videos like we watched a video yeah. on how the locks work in a canal and um we are reading a really old books so we read a lot of really old books so sometimes mm-hmm. the science is now we know differently but the books are so yeah. well written so we're reading a book called Madam How and Lady Why, and we were learning about coral reefs and the mm-hmm. atolls. And we'll just go watch a little video about it. We're studying yeah. we study different animals each semester. Um, I'm sorry, each trimester because we're on trimester. So right now we're studying mammals. Uh-huh. So we we learned about the duck billed platypus and about opossums. And my son was like, "These are the weirdest creatures ever." <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we're getting exposed to new things, but it's, it's not like curriculum and and then the Mm -hmm. books are so great. I don't want to get rid of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Um, so there was, or do you ever have a book that you guys just don't enjoy and you go, you know what, we're not going to finish this one. I thought that,
1: um, oh, what is the book that I read? And I, at first I didn't like it. It had, um toad and badger and it had um, a rat and I can't remember the the name. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure it'll come to me in a minute. Anyway, when I was first reading it, I, it really took me a while to get into it. But what I've decided is that the, the advisory board who chooses the selections, Mm -hmm. they've all been homeschooling for a long time. They're very knowledgeable um, about um, how to implement Charlotte. Yeah.
0: They just picked some really good books. So I,
1: decided that you know what maybe we don't like the book it it is the wind and the willows (laughs) the wind and the willows it's a great book but um at first you know i didn't really like it but i decided you know we're gonna stick to it because Mm -hmm. there's there's a good reason and by the time we got to the end of the book i really loved it and some of the books i'd never read um the little duke by charlotte yongi i think Mm -hmm. i'd never read it and i fell in love with that book and my son fell in love with that book, and that book is staying in my library That's forever. Right. Yeah. So I just, we just plow on if we don't really like it. Yeah. And each, by the time we get to the middle midpoint of it, we've
0: found out there were lots of reasons. There's reasons to like it. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So each so episode going so next year, is that what you're continuing with? Is uh, mostly reading based? Yes. Um, So,
1: I've been doing Ambleside online since, I think, 1997 Mm -hmm. or 98. And I've just found that it's really a good fit for kids of all different um, learning styles. Yeah. Um, Because if they don't like reading the book, um, they can listen. Many of them are public domain and we can listen to them. Mm -hmm. And we can always bring in, like, a video um, component. So after we've read the book, we can watch something about it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I'm I'm planning to stick with it. I've seen a lot of the fruit. My son's starting to make lots of connections. Yeah. So that's the fun part is when, you know, you read something to them, they don't necessarily really get it right away. But we Mm -hmm. read a lot about... um, Early uh, American Revolutionary times last year, mm-hmm. and now we're reading some other things, uh, and it might refer back to that. And he'll say, "Oh, that's whatever." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yes, this is working."
0: So, yeah, I love those connections. Yeah, and I even as my kids get, you know, my teenagers, I hear them making those types of connections with different activities they're doing, and and you can always see the like the light bulb, you know, mm-hmm. goes off when they make those connections, and it's so great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll just be doing a lot of sports. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, my son has asked for a skateboard. (laughs) So now I'm trying to figure out, like, what's a decent starter skateboard in case he gets bored. I don't want to lay out too much money on it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And he's got a pair of roller skates. They're uh, tennis shoe style skates. Mm -hmm. And it's really great because they're a men's size five, which is a women's size seven. That's how that works. Um, and I can wear them too. So you so can wear them. Yay. Share them. I like to <laughs> roller skate and he's got a basketball and a basketball hoop. And I think we'll just be doing, we're going to become very sporty. I'm going to be a yeah. sports mom. I never did That's that before. Fun. with my other kids. Cause it five kids, it was too hard to figure out sports that everyone could be involved in. Yeah. Like I remember you said y'all did, um, swimming, oh,
0: swim team. Cause we all swim needed team.
1: to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I could never figure that one out, but with this one kid we'll be
0: sporty yeah you can try everything yeah right yeah I think so it's I haven't had you know one of my uh little meetings with my kids in a while so I it's time for me to do that to figure out what my boys are interested in doing next year um, so do you do that like um
1: on some kind of a certain regular basis like the beginning of the year and then no,
0: it used to be we did it in the summertime for Mm -hmm. with with like every year, but, um, with these last two, it's not as consistent because it's more go with the flow with them. Like we're constantly, Mm -hmm. we're constantly adjusting to, okay, what do you want to do now? Um, so, so we have, we don't sit down and, and, Discuss it as much, but I think next year is going to be kind of big because Max will be graduating at the beginning of the year, and then he's planning to go work full time for a while at H E B, of course.
1: I was just going <laughs> to um, say, I think I know where he's
0: going to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's planning he's planning to go work full time and save up some money for things he wants to do. Um, but so I'll really just have one child. Um, so, um, it's going to be, look very different next year. So I think, uh, yeah, I need to sit down and have one of those parent meetings, but I always enjoy those. I, I definitely recommend them. It's so fun. Like for me, it's just asking them, Hey, what do you want to do? What are you interested in? What do you want to mm-hmm. accomplish? And then helping them do those things. And it's always exciting to do that.
1: Have they ever brought up something and you were like,
0: no. We're not uh, doing that. <laughs> well, in my head, yes, but <laughs> but I I never say it that way too. I I don't at those meetings I don't say no to them. I tell them because part of the meeting is okay, we have to figure out how to accomplish this thing that you said you want to be able to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So I try to lead them towards figuring out that that's a ridiculous idea and that we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I can see like,
1: you know, you're Younger kids have a lot of really implausible ideas. How's that work with teenagers? Have they like my kids would come up to me and they would uh, like when my oldest daughter went to public school. Oh, you know, I want to try out for the dance team. Mm -hmm. And it came with uh, like a $1,200 cost for all the costumes. Exactly. And and I said, I think you should go for it and we'll figure out how to pay for it if you get on. And then Mm -hmm. she did get on and we, She did some fundraising. We asked family members they wanted to contribute. Same thing with my middle daughter. Now, my my other kids have never been to any school other than, you know, in our home. But she got one to go to National 4-H Congress, which is a big deal. Very few people get to go to that. Yeah. And again, I was like, "You can apply for it if they pick you." We'll fundraise. So, but their ideas were never like something like I was like, "Oh, I can do it." Like if if my daughter had wanted a horse, I don't know how that would have worked out. Yeah. So
0: yeah. usually in the teenage years, it comes to to cost. That's they're they're more realistic about what they want to do, but it costs way more money. Um, And so it's always trying to figure out, you know, well, how are you going to fund this if we can't Mm -hmm. fund it, you know? So that is the biggest challenge with the teenagers in the planning mode for them. But, you know, usually if it's something they really, really want or want to do, then they are willing to, make it happen by raising funds or getting a job Mm -hmm. or that kind of stuff. Like for example, uh, when, you know, Marnie, uh, came to me when she was, I think she was 15 when she said, Hey, I want to get a van and travel the country. (laughs) And we were like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, and that was like one of her, it was on her goals when we sat down and talked. So Mm -hmm. we were like, okay, well how are you going to make that happen? You're going to need a van. You're going to need to be old enough to go on your own because there's some reasons like you can't get a hotel room and things like right. that. At a certain age. Right. Yeah. Um, you're going to need money for all of this because we can't finance it. So she that year she created a plan and she graduated, did all the things she needed to do. She worked full time for a year and a half, saving money to be able to do it. And then she came up with a plan to buy our van from us um well it wasn't really a buy it was kind of a trade thing um but Mm -hmm. she you know but she came up with the whole plan and then she made it happen and as soon as she started turned 17 she left and did it so that was one of those ideas where I was like I don't know about this this sounds really (laughs) far-fetched you know I don't know if she's actually gonna go through with it but yeah but she did and usually if it's something they actually want and teenagers at some point they do get to the you know where they know what they want, you know, not for the rest of their life, of course, but right. um, Do any of us know for the rest of our lives? Exactly. I mean,
1: (laughs) I turned 59 in May and I've had lots of different things I want to do and it changes from time to time. So I don't think we should require them to know for the rest of their
0: no. life. And I love the idea of short-term goals. Mm-hmm. I think those are things that for my kids, I know it gets them excited to have a short-term goal. Um, it get, keeps them motivated. And I think mm-hmm. especially when you're talking to a teenager and you're like, so where do you want to be 10 years from now? Like they don't, they don't know. They don't see 10 right. years from now. Yeah. and Like you said, we don't really see 10 years from now either. Um, so I love to encourage those kind of crazy short-term goals, you know, and, and sometimes they don't happen and that's okay too. And that's a big learning thing.
1: Well, I mean, I, I know that some goals I had for this past year didn't pan out, um, for one reason or another, you know, I, I had an idea that maybe I could get up early and exercise. (laughs) That didn't happen because I'm still staying up way too late working. (laughs) So then I said, well, let's revise that goal. So I, I know some people who, if they set a goal, like they will kill themselves to achieve it yeah. but my my personal viewpoint is i set the goal i'm welcome to change it if yes. i want to yeah yes so. <laughs>
0: Adjust, uh, so I was
1: just like, I'm going to adjust that goal to, I'm going to work out when my son is doing his stuff. So I'm the weirdo who's always going up to other moms at um, parkour or during um, soccer. We're like, Hey, you want to walk? I'm going to take a walk.
0: I'm going to walk. I think that's great. I love that you invite people because you know, some people want to, and they just don't want to do it alone.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so we've got a, a good group that walks uh, at parkour. We walk and talk and it's mm-hmm. great. And by the time we're done, like I've got 5,000 or more steps. And I'm like, I feel good about myself today. (laughs) And my son had his PE and we go home and we can, you know, tackle the rest of the day. What about you? Did
0: you have goals that you had set this year? Oh, yes, but definitely health goals that I did not meet. And, and, uh, you know, I take full responsibility for that. Um, But yeah, I just decided part way through that, you know, this is not working for me. This is just yeah. going to work. And I can't be that hard on myself because there were other things that were more important to me at the time, you know, and I'm still doing things towards my health goal. Just not what I planned to do. <laughs> right. What you hoped how it would turn right, out. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I think it's easier to, to take a little bite a lot mm-hmm. of times than a great big yeah. bite, you know, yeah. and, then, and then once you have that little segment going really well, then it's okay to add something else in. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes people want to do everything all at once, you know, like New Year's resolutions. Oh, I'm going to do this yes. ten different things, and then by the end of January, you're too overwhelmed. I remember when I used yes. to go to the gym. I, <laughs> I was so surprised because I had hadn't been going to the gym a long time, but uh, at the beginning of January, all of a sudden people just go piling into the gym. So all of a sudden it's like there's no machines. But then sadly, <laughs> by the end of January, sadly for the people who you know, we're able to keep it up and it made me kind of happy because I could have more machines. They were gone. right <laughs> Because it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't, it was too much all at one time. Whereas, yeah. you know, we just doing a small thing. I didn't try to change my diet when I started working right. out.
0: I was like, I'm yes. just going to get to this part. do all of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and since I had, and that's what it was, I overestimated how much I could fit in my day mm. you know, on a regular basis, you know, and yeah. some days I can fit it in and but a lot of days I just can't. And so now I changed it to just make sure I do some something towards my health goal every day. And that's that should awesome. be something small, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, That's awesome. Here at the end of our podcast, we'd like to answer a big question we see on our homeschooling groups. Holly, what's our question today?
1: Well, this week's question is perfect for you, Jen. In the interest of anonymity, we're only using their first initial m says this question is for those who take a less structured approach to homeschooling. we tend to lean towards unschooling in a lot of ways my seven-year-old just started learning to read and is probably a grade or possibly two behind I guess I'm wondering how and when we'll catch up to her peers if she's not spending four hours a day on school, or is catching up not the idea? What have been your experiences?
0: well, I, for me first, I definitely catching up is never the idea um if you're unschooling I, to me personally, even if you're homeschooling at all, but definitely with unschooling, you don't worry about what level they're at compared to other people or even their siblings or their peers or where they would be if they were in school. you just you just let that go, which is a hard concept, but you just let that go. And so then you don't worry about who, if they're behind, there is not a behind. There's never a behind. They're exactly where they need to be for their, for themselves with they're ready for.
1: Yeah, I agree um, with that. Even though I'm not an unschooler, yeah. I had my middle son, um, he had struggles learning to read and he didn't mm-hmm. actually really start reading until he was a little older than 10 Mm-hmm. Whereas my youngest daughter at the age of four, while I was trying to teach her brother, the struggling reader to read, said, can I try that? And I thought, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> and I let her do like a blend ladder and she mm-hmm. took off. And I and then I was like, oh, you're not even on my on my list for school. This
0: right. Year. Right. <laughs> so
1: everybody develops at their own rate. Yes.
0: And, and they all the get rate- there eventually. Mm-hmm. And the rate that they is standard in a school, so like in her message where it says um, they're probably a grade or two behind, that's very arbitrary. The school mm-hmm. system, you know, the level that they say your seven-year-old should be at for reading is, is an arbitrary level. It's not really, truly where every child should be. Everybody learns. It's not where every age. child is in public school. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And some kids uh, are more mathematical and their brain leans that way early on. Some kids, mm-hmm. some, even without any kind of difficulties in learning, some kids just won't pick up reading until later on because that's how their brain is building and learning. And that's right. okay. It's completely okay. And if your child doesn't have uh, any known learning disabilities. Um, they'll learn to read. Like you said, it's not like they're never going to learn how to read. They will learn to read just being by being exposed to books and written word and even video games, even though, you know, that's not a popular idea, but they read on them. Um, I have a friend who unschooled all her kids their whole lives. And when I, my kids were really young, I did ask questions about, well, how do they learn to read if you're not actively teaching them to read and she just said you know what I just set books around the house I just leave books out that I know they'll be interested in and they just eventually they pick them up and they start looking at them and then they want to know what they say so then they'll ask you or they'll start teaching themselves Um, so even if you're not completely unschooling just expose your kids just keep exposing them read to them have them listen to books make books available to them." and and they will, they will start catching on to it when they're ready.
1: Yeah, readiness is the thing you can't force on anyone. You know, when mm-hmm. the brain is able to handle that, it will be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things you can do to help create readiness, and it's, it has nothing to do with reading at all. It has to do with large muscle movements. So getting your kids outdoors, climbing yes. trees and kicking balls and running and jumping, all of those things help to get their brain ready to read, which That's is not right. what you would expect. At all. And yeah, you know, when you're homeschooling, there's no behind. You just want to see that your child is progressing. Exactly. Um, So as long as they're making some progress. When my middle son was struggling to read, um, one of the things I did was I changed his curriculum. Um, I found one that was more suited to the way he learned, and Mm -hmm. that changed his attitude toward reading. And then I just, because we do um, Charlotte Mason style of education, we read aloud a lot. Mm -hmm. So we read aloud and he narrated things um, and that gave him the opportunity to participate. And then, you know, gradually over time, he is desired to read grew. Mm -hmm. And like you said about video games, there were some video games that his older brother played and he wanted to learn to read them. And he had a friend who was in the same situation, didn't really read but wanted to learn to play a certain game, mm-hmm. and so then th- they had a motivation. Sometimes yes. kids think that reading is just so hard that they're worried about trying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you never can tell what might slow them down. But um, yeah. I was reading something about, uh, you know, there's a big thing about Head Start and, and teaching kids to to read uh, early, mm-hmm. and there was a study that was done which showed that the the gains that kids made if they started to read early. Actually, were lost by the time they got into yes, fourth
0: grade. I thought so something about no, that too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So there's no. They all end up at the same mm-hmm. level at some point. Yeah. You know, developmentally, and so just enjoy homeschooling your child, and don't compare. Yeah. Comparison
0: is the joy killer. Yep. I totally agree. Before we go today, we want to leave you with a few reminders.
1: Don't forget to go to www.transcriptmaker.com and use the code HAPPY for 20% off the cost of your subscription. That's HAPPY,
0: H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Happy Homeschool Pod. You can reach us through email at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com.
1: Next time, we'll start off the new year by discussing how to use field trips for homeschooling. Thank
0: you for listening today. I'm Jennifer. I'm Holly. Happy homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Jennifer Jones. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Holly Williams-Urbach and Melody Gillum. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins, that's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us.